Here it comes. Good morning. You noticed that was your cue from when I took the coffee sip. It was <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brent sipping, Brent sipping coffee. That means Chris has to talk now. Ser serious question, Brent. When you did the mug wipe, was it a Lysol wipe or? <laughs> yes, or a, uh, a, a non-moist towelette. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we're all in the hand-washing mode. Yes, we are. Okay. Well, if you're welcome from everybody's bungalows, basements, attics, <laughs> bedrooms, living room, coffee tables across the globe. Broadcasting live to the home offices of the nation. Plurals. Yeah. yeah we got a nice crowd here today. Holy smokes. Everybody wants to learn how to break ice. What's up with that? I got the ice pick and some water chilling in the freezer. We'll be good to go. Hmm. It's a little early for scotch and soda for me, but we'll keep the ice for later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thankfully, wow. we have somebody who knows how to do this kind of stuff, right, Chris? <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> yeah, as, as Christine is noting, in the, it's five o'clock somewhere. It is, probably, or after five. Yeah, for sure. Ah, oh, my goodness. We have uh, we have Amy Shilliday joining us here today. Um, Amy, just for everybody to catch up on you, give us a, a quick introduction of, uh, of yourself, a little bit of the background, et cetera, and uh, then folks can get to know you a little bit better before we start chatting today. Okay. Well, um, good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, wherever you are. Uh, my name is Amy. I've been in training and development, learning and development, talent development, whatever you want to call this sphere for a little over 20 years. Um, as you can, I do, I want to apologize for the <laughs> scene timing. I think we're all kind of feeling that right now. We're the the immediate kind of forced work from home. Um, I will be investing in some sort of green screen setup, but in the meantime, um, if my ginormous dog joins us, please don't be alarmed. He is not a horse and he is quite, quite tame. Um, I'm very passionate about sharing with, within our community tips and tricks to help our jobs a little bit easier and help get our learners back on track, which is what we're going to talk about today. So um, I welcome your, your feedback and your, your comments and, and ideas. Mm -hmm. um, and we're officially talking icebreakers today. Mm -hmm. um, and we were, you were, you know, we were talking a little bit before uh, pushing the the start button today. You know that it is kind of um, let's call it a binary reaction. Uh, people, yeah. there are two kinds of people in this world. <laughs> um, and so, so maybe you should tell us what those two kinds of people are for starters. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't. I don't know that I like to categorize folks, but I do find that, you know, when you, when I use the term icebreaker, um, people either lean in or the eyes roll start to kick in and the eye roll starts to kick in. And I think that some of that probably stems from um, exposure to bad application, honestly. The, there's a time and place for, for an eye, and I prefer the term energizer. I mean, we use icebreaker, but because everybody kind of widely understands it. But at the end of the day, and we're going to talk about what they are, and how you can use them effectively, you can actually leverage an icebreaker. My biggest pet peeve with, with some icebreakers, the execution of some icebreakers, is it turns into, it can hijack your whole day because mm -hmm. it turns into this, you know, hour long, it was meant to be a five minute get to know you, and now it's an hour long exploration of 20 different rabbit holes. So um, 
Yeah, that's that's commonly what I see. I see some people who will go, you know, there's there's one camp that says icebreakers need to be topical and relevant to what you're going to teach, which sometimes that's I definitely agree with that. And then there's some that say, no, it should be totally not related and no, you know, time and place. So we'll talk about that today as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so when you're thinking about, um, say, you know, an upcoming session, what, what kind of process do you go through in terms of thinking about uh, an energizer? And by the way, I like that phrase. Um, it's very catchy. And clearly the icebreaker bunny was just something that that never caught on in the in the marketing world. So. The icebreaker bunny. Um, <laughs> the yeah, well, the. As far as what I do to prep, and that's part of what I have in here today to go through is, you know, some of the considerations, you know, I think about what's the session, what's the, the goal of, of the session going to be, what are the learning objectives, where is my audience, and today, you know, we, we're now kind of, I wouldn't say scrambling, I think in our industry, we're, we're poised, we probably have a little bit of an edge over some other industries, mm -hmm. where we've been preparing for this work from home, deliver synchronous training events, from home for our whole careers. And now it's just, this is just the norm. Now it's actually easier to, to explain what we do. Um, <laughs> so I think about where is my audience? I, I think about cultural sensitivity as well, oh, yeah. because certain things, you know, um, are, are going to go over well in certain places and, and some others may not. Um, so there's, there's a lot of that factors into how much time do I have, you know? Um, you know, so there's, there's, there's a lot of different elements. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Brent, you're back. That's very awesome. <laughs> Brent was working on his lighting. The aliens were coming through the window. I had to, I had to quickly synchronize defenses. <laughs> Quick, turn the blinds down. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or that. Yeah, oh, whichever. You go with the space metaphor. That's 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 geeky for us. That's, 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 that's a little bit space metaphor. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, oh my goodness. I'm just, I'm sorry, we're all getting distracted yeah, by, yeah, okay. by the chat. Gee, gee our, 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 energizer, our energizer just took us down a rabbit hole. Anyway, um, <laughs> Amy, you do have some some slides that uh, that you did bring along today. I don't know yeah. if you want to start switching over to that and, and, sure. and work us through some of those ideas. Absolutely. So I'm certain everybody in the chat is on the side of loving the icebreaker. Mm -hmm. I was telling, I was telling Amy when we first started, so. you have to start your show somewhere. You have to start your classroom. You have to walk in and you have to start. You have to do something. So, you know, you might as well do something that's helpful and useful. And like Amy said, is energizing and engaging and gets people like dialed in. Right. We all, we're all instructional designers here. So what's number one of Gagne's nine events of instruction, right? That's uh... exactly, exactly. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to, what I, what I thought we kind of chat about today is what is an icebreaker and energizer? Why use one? When can you use one? And how do you select one? You know, what, what is the design process with, with either creating one or, or finding one that works for you? But before we begin, of course, I have an icebreaker for you. So, um, if you see this little code up here uh, in the top right hand corner, this W167, if you've used Slido before, um, you, you'll recognize that this is super easy. But if you haven't, this is um, just a really simple way to, to engage a virtual audience. So you don't have to register for anything. You just go to the website mm. and then put in this code. So if, if everyone on the, on the chat 
um, on the on on the podcast today, all the uh, everybody watching, if you can, just pop onto Slido.com and put in that code, that W167 code. And this, what is, how do you, how are you feeling right now? Just one word. How are you feeling? Or you can point your iPhone camera at that QR code and it pops right up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. I just verified that. <laughs> no, I wasn't checking my email, everybody. I was totally engaged. Look at that isolated yeah. yeah this is great intrigued good so is this doing um like does int is intrigued large because of um a number of people have put it in or yes yeah so overwhelmed i see that yeah it, it's it's a word cloud so anything yeah. that where you see people put in a word more than you know, several participants. That's where we're going to see overwhelmed, intrigued, worried. Yeah, it's kind of under caffeinated. Who chooses, who chooses exactly the same word to make it that big, right? That's mm -hmm. it. Mm. Oh, the al algorithm that goes in there. Lonely, hangry. Oh my goodness, eat breakfast. <laughs> Grab a banana, something. <laughs> disappointed. Disappointed with humanity. Well, that's oh goodness. That's every day, guys. That's. <laughs> You know, and that's why we're here. We're trying to lighten your day for you and yeah. hopefully bring you some better points of humanity via Lucky. Somebody's feeling lucky. That's good. Glad to be here. Awesome. Very cool. Scared, lonely. Yeah. So we've got a lot that's happening right now. So that's great. All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, so that was an example of a virtual icebreaker. So what is an icebreaker? Well, it's not this, although I love this video. I have siblings. Every time I see this, it just cracks me up. But there we go. So what an icebreaker actually is, is it's a brief activity that helps you focus or refocus your learners on a live session. So, you know, I prefer the term energizer because I like to think of it in terms of when I use this activity may not always be right at the start of the session. Yeah, you want to have something and you see that that icebreaker that I just did didn't take more than 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Um, so it, it's, it's a great way to engage virtual learners. It's a great way to, um, to get people, especially to cross cultural divides, right? So where folks may feel a little shy to, to chime in, it's a good way for them to feel connected. And, and, and something like Slido where they see their responses in the, the presentation itself helps them stay, stay connected to it, which in a virtual environment, that is the challenge. You've got to keep your your people engaged. I think it's what's every two minutes you they should be doing something. So, um, and you don't have to use obviously. I, Slido is just easy for me because I'm kind of lazy. Um, but there's a lot of different ways you can use the chat in in whatever tool that you use for your webcast uh, delivery. But it's a good way to keep people focused. So when we think about all right, well that's what what the activity is. So why would you, what's the benefit for it? Well, there's different things. So we as, as facilitators, we get the discussions to come back on track, right? We get a renewed sense of energy in the room for ourselves, for our participants. Um, we can gauge how people feel about the content or their comprehension. You can do uh, even virtually, especially virtually, you can do like a, uh, there are different mechanisms. I know Zoom has it where you can, 
vote upvote something you know how are you feeling you can either put in like a smiley face or a frowny face you know to gauge comprehension or how people feel about something um, and you can adjust your delivery style to match what your learners needs are in the moment which is great so your learners they get a brain break you know if you're doing something in in a room which right now that's kind of under lockdown but you know classroom um, energizers you know i like to do a lot of kinesthetic activity so they get a chance to get up and get out of chair you know nobody wants to sit and be talked at you know for hours on end they get to share kind of what's on their mind and they get to connect with other learners so all of these things get to be done you know we can do these virtually as well it's not just uh, uh oh mm -hmm. slido for the yeah love slido except for the standing up part right can it, do, do we do the standing up thing when in virtually too I have done it. I, you know, and and I will say I have done it, but I have, I have at, re reminded my participants, just invited them, please make sure that you are dressed for this, because all it takes is one guy to stand up and you're like, oh, okay, you know, pants are not optional. We, we need to do that, and then you know, talk about losing your focus. You know, like, all right, that's it. This session is over, right? Um, but I've done that before, and I think that. In a virtual world, you know, we we need to engage people even more, right? Keep yeah. that face-to-face -face connection. So there's nothing, but that means we're all sitting down in our fannies at our desks, at our computers, and there's nothing wrong with doing a quick two-minute stretch break. You know, okay, everybody stand up and do this and, you know, get them out. Chair yoga. Yes. Thank yeah. you, Lita. Absolutely. You know, get people moving. We play the, the chair dancing here. Yeah, right? yeah. Play the idiotic theme and we'll all just dance to it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So when to use an icebreaker or an energizer? Definitely you can do one at the beginning of the session to gain alignment, right? Um, you can do one later on to give them a break if the content is intense or if something happens, you know, it's a good way to kind of get them off the event. Um, and anytime you sense participation dropping, so in a virtual world, you need to have some sort of energizer, or some sort of activity every couple of minutes. Um, you know, obviously, these are appropriate for synchronous learning events. You you wouldn't, you don't need some sort of energizer if you're doing an asynchronous video, for example. Uh, you know, kind of e-learning, web-based training where it's not, you know, it's not instructor-led. You don't shouldn't need. If you need an energizer to keep your learners engaged in your web-based training. Think you might want to review your design elements a little bit maybe tweak that <laughs> any thoughts comments i love watching the chat everybody always gets to be so hilarious in the chat we're we're, yeah. we're, missing, we're missing a few from the peanut gallery today so which Aww. is probably keeping us so they're probably really busy trying to do their stuff but it's Ray, plenty of people here to fill in for them so it's uh, yeah <laughs> ray's used a video of himself dancing and asking the group to join him i might you know that's i've done that i did that at ice last year that's um cool. i i was asked at the last minute to um come up with with an energizer for for the um orientation sessions and i had like you know, oh, okay, well, it needs to be, you know, so you think about, all right, how do you design one, right? Well, when you think about how you design it, there's all the factors. Well, how much time do I have? Okay, well, I was going to have about three to four minutes. How many participants? In this case, for the for these um, icebreakers, uh, for the, the orientation sessions, could be anywhere from three to 600 people. Um, and, you know, what do I need it to do? Is there a language barrier to consider? You know, when you take an international event, yeah, there's language barrier. So I did exactly that. I was like, well, okay, I can't, I can't get, oh, and of course they have to mow the lawn right now. That's beautiful. Okay. 
<laughs> because I have headphones on, you can't hear the lawn guy that just pulled up right outside my window. I but can't hear what I did was the uh, we did a conga line. I, I couldn't, mm. I, you know, I thought, well, that's perfect because it gets people up and moving around and excited. We did a conga line, and I remember uh, Megan Torrance, who's I know has been on your show before. Megan was she took the Mickey out of me. She's oh, that's so crazy. Why are you going to make me dance? I said because it's fun and it gets other people up and, and doing it. And uh, and then we did it, and somebody had put in the in the conference app, you know, oh, I love the conga line. That was a great way to get it started. And I was like, Megan, see, see, it wasn't a bad idea. Um, but now, you know, obviously she's she's phenomenal. So she was she championed it from there. <laughs> but I think you know when you think about choosing something or designing something, you need to factor all of these things in. It's not just oh, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? I mean that that may be great if you need to. You know, if you have something happen and you need to kind of get everybody back on track, you know, and take it totally out of out of the the um or maybe you're doing the ice cream shop or the the workshop for Ben and Jerry's. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I would if, if anybody has connections, I would love to do training for Ben and Jerry's. That would be great. Mm -hmm. Um think about the perks. Can you imagine? Right. You oh. don't have to worry about supplying the afternoon snack. Right. <laughs> Ice cream for breakfast. Yay. Ooh, I bet they have a breakfast flavor. Bacon and eggs ice cream. Oh, I don't know about the you know, I don't know about bacon egg. I bet maple bacon would be a thing. We you should you should yeah. We need to talk to the Ben and Chunky Monkey for life. Yes. <laughs> Loving this. Here's a good icebreaker. What's your favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor? Right. But oh, you see oh, how that just, you know, just went down the rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that's technically an ice cream breaker. <laughs> oh, wow. I love that. That is Chris for the win. That was, that was awesome. That was great. Uh, yeah. Dad jokes come in handy sometimes. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Cherry Garcia. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's, a, there's the rim shot. Yay. <laughs> Brent oh. catching up with the sound effects as well. Oh, sorry, I was falling yeah. behind there, folks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Rick is talking about Kara having the virtual icebreaker. Yeah, Kara North is is she she uses a lot of icebreakers and virtual live sessions. I had a quick chat with her um, last year, and, and yeah, just brilliant. I think some of the cool things about icebreakers, though, and especially now when everybody's working from home is um you know being able to have them do something i think is critical like you had us do something right you had us type something yes. and it may seem really simple and i think some of this stuff it, that it, it feels so simple that i think that's why some people feel like oh why do we do that why don't you just get to the material but i i think it's those subtle things like you said the energizing and the engaging it's sort of the psychology of getting everybody kind of dialed in. Maybe everybody was kind of chit-chatting for a little bit, you know, and you had to kind of pull them together, get them focused on the same task, and then, and then you can kind of jump in and start hitting them with the content, right? Or you could follow it up right away. Like maybe the first thing is put in a word that describes how you feel, but then maybe you follow it right up with how do you feel about this class and being yeah. here? Or something like that, right? Oh, and definitely. I do a, I do a, a lot of a, today. I do a lot of a flipped classroom approach. So I'll have pre-work for people to come into my workshop, so that it can be a watch this video or read this article or something. And uh, the 
having people come in and that can that is the the energizer the icebreaker opener whatever you want to call it is what what was your takeaway from that what would you what did you agree with what did you disagree with you know um that's a great way to kind of tie it into the content you know for those that are not fans of you know hey you know tell us three you know two truths and a lie or three yeah. facts introduce you your or, neighbor yeah introduce <laughs> oh, you know which if you have like it's five flat. people in the room, that's not awful. But if you have 50 or more, there's your whole day. You know, you can't play that game, right? Um, or you can, but you're not going to get around to your content. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to do it. The other part is uh, staying on task. Like somebody like me would be horrible at doing an icebreaker because we would take all 30 minutes mm -hmm. to get through the icebreaker because there'd be far too many tangents to go on and to choose from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and so that that's something that you consider when you when you design it, there's going to be times where you need a 30 minute break, you know, if, if, if something has happened, and, and if you've had some traumatic event happen in the room, where you kind of need to, you know, everybody can't ignore it, you can't really talk about it. So you've got to just kind of shift focus, you sometimes need to hit re the reset button and, and a 30 minute activity that's totally not related is a great thing to do. So I, Brent, I disagree. I think you would be wonderful at leading something like that if you need to quickly get a large number of people involved you 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 know when you design it you need to think about i carry carrots for the rabbit holes yeah i'm I, jill i'm right there with you that's I, all it takes is two or three points of connection and then that's it's it, that's it i'm totally off my game mm -hmm. but you know the thing with the having a quick and easy entry or or anything that's interactive where somebody has to do something is you know it it lets it lets them feel heard. It lets them participate. They are actively engaged uh, and it's instant. So you, you don't have to wait for everybody to go around the room and take their turn. It's you can get all that feedback all at once. So it's, you can do the same thing, just mm -hmm. all in one, one fell swoop. Mm -hmm. um, you were mentioning the conga line and, and how well that turned out. Um, do you dare share us uh, <clears throat> with a, do you dare share with us an icebreaker Very horror starter? Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this is, I tend to be, well, I went through a phase where I was quite squeamish about the get to know you games, you know, 50 mm. flavors of that, you know, introduce your neighbor, tell us three things about you. And, you know, because in my environment, where I, I did a lot of training for contact centers, so I would have anywhere from 25 to 50 people in the room. And there's invariably, there's one or two hams, you know, people want to be funny be the center of attention you usually kind of identify this personality quirks by the third day but it has happened where we've done an, an icebreaker and somebody it was a get to know you game and somebody overshared something that was maybe a little too personal and then it just it just tanks the energy in the whole room mm -hmm. everybody's like okay well that was uncomfortable and awkward and as a facilitator you're like great how do i shift to adjust this back out so you have to you need to be a little careful when when you select the questions you want to ask and give people an out. I find that using a digital tool, even because I'll use Slido even in in face to face trainings, because then it's not people don't feel pressured. Yeah. I think that some people don't like to feel put on the spot, and when you do that, it can blow up. Yeah, that that, that kind of an approach gives people a certain you know a shield or or a bit of anonymity, so that uh, might make it easier to be 
to, to participate in something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah Kristen's yeah. asking us if we could please share more examples of how to relate to the content of the presentation. So how should sure. we mix in some content into an icebreaker? So I might, I, I have done, I, I train soft skills, if you will, you know, real skills. Um, I, last summer, Seth Godin called them durable skills. So I teach people communication techniques. And I might open a, a session about change management, personal change management with, you know, is anyone, does someone feel comfortable sharing? Can you think of a time where you it wanted to implement a change and it totally failed, you know, it totally went south. So I ask, invite people to share things, but it is tied to what we're going to discuss in the session, if that helps a little bit. Yeah, I think it does. I, I think we we probably should distinguish a little bit between certain types of training and certain types of content because I think in some cases icebreakers are maybe more important and more useful than in others. I mean, I, I'm trying to, as I'm saying these things, I'm thinking of trying to think of examples. But if you're doing like management leadership training, uh, you know, it might be it might be really uh, important depending upon the context of it too. I mean, maybe the reason why the training has been pulled together is because uh, there's, you know, eight new executives that just rolled into the company and there was, a, you know, yeah. or there was a merger of some sort, right? And so now you're blending two executive teams and there, you know, I think, I think we really have to think about all of that. There's the context of why that event is being pulled together. There's the content, and then there's the people that are in there. And trying to balance all of those things, I think, is really what you're going for, right? And and trying to be creative in in making sure you're hitting the mark. There's a couple of things that I have used with with a good amount of success thing one and i saw someone i got to roll up a little bit on the chat that someone had asked about had mentioned mark mentioned being prepared for the refocus from balanced distraction i have done it done a, a, a i don't know the icebreaker it's not really a, a you know get to know you kind of thing but i have opened a session by inviting my participants to write down whatever they're pressing things that they need to task that they need to accomplish this week are. Um, and then I have them physically put that on a piece of paper, fold the paper and stick it under their keyboard because I've been in sessions where I've had participants maybe outrank me a few pay grades and they like to remind you that they've got more important things to do and, mm -hmm. and better places to be than in this training session. And at the end of the day, they wouldn't be there if they didn't need something that we, that I have. Right. Um, yeah. But that gives them a physical, reminder that those things will still be waiting for them when they leave the training and it lets them kind of focus on the training event itself. So that's, that's something that works well when you, when you may encounter that. Um, in, a, in a time like this where there's a tendency for, you know, for panic to kind of edge into the room, you know, where there, and, and it could be, you know, I mean, the pandemic is, is one example is I can't stop touching my face and I'm more aware of that now than I was two weeks ago. Uh, but, you know, when you have a merger, when there's anything where there's there's a fear of the unknown, we don't know what's going to happen. You can open or, or open it or do it whenever during the session. If you notice that that's starting to creep in and distract your learners, you can say, OK, 
uh, take five minutes and what is one thing that you're grateful for? What is one thing that is good in your life? What is one great thing that you learned today? Have people shift back to, to positive focus rather than kind of going down that negative rabbit hole a little bit. That can help. And that you can do that virtually as well as in, in you know, face to face. Mm -hmm. And Sandra had a, a, a neat tip in, uh, in the chat there, having people make their own name card. So a little bit of creativity. Um, yeah. And then have them graphically express how they like to learn on the back of the name card. Um, oh, I like a that. Chance to, to talk about those or, or whatever, uh, you know, as part of an introduction, maybe to other that's folks at the table. Yeah, yeah, that's a neat, it's a different slant. Yep. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we all have, there's, there's sort of a, there's a standard catalog in some ways of, of icebreakers, and especially us in this, in this space. We, 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 we know them all, you know, so, so for us, um, Sometimes I think if you're training trainers, you're going to have to be awfully subtle about the icebreaker. Mm -hmm. um, there's, yeah, there's there's quite a few books at the ATD mm -hmm. library every year at the big uh, event. So mm. <clears throat> yeah, there's, there's every time you touch your, every time you touch your face. Oh, you know, I see. Give you the oh. <laughs> goodness. This is, it's, it's Pavlovian training. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just making me very, very aware of what itches right now. And I'm now I'm not I know. I've just, I've just made I'm it just, work. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a little startled that the sad trombone noises that accompany me inside my head every day, you folks are now hearing them too. That's just really weird. <laughs> it's like, how did, how did that all of a sudden become audible? I just <laughs> was I, was I using my outside? Slide trombone voice? I don't know. <laughs> uh, you, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, I know um, Cassie Labori drops into our idiotic chats every now and then, and she's got some fun stuff, some fun virtual uh, ideas. And um, I was lucky enough to help her um, produce a, a workshop that we did. And I must say... I was, uh, you know, I, I was, I wouldn't say I was skeptical, but I was just kind of, you know, what new things haven't I really seen yet, really? I mean, I don't know if I've known Cassie for a long time and I've read all her stuff and everything, uh, but oh my gosh, she came up with such cool stuff. And of course, now I can't even think of like one off the top of my head, but she went through and she did a fantastic job of, of integrating them into the virtual session by by the activities that she did it taught them how to use the tool without saying okay here's we're going to do a tutorial and i'm going to show you how to click here 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 and she just immediately jumped into the you know she didn't even call them icebreakers she just mm -hmm. jumped right into activities and those activities basically taught everybody how all the features of the platform worked and so by the end of it, you know, she was able to just go right into the the event and, and the content and everything. And it just and it worked so much better because everybody knew what they needed to do when she said, put something in the chat. They knew where it was. You know, we're going to go to breakout sessions. This is how it works. That kind of thing. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I like Cassie. She's a great resource. I read I, everything. Everything she posts on on LinkedIn, I read up, I follow uh, her. Cindy Huggett is another one on, oh, on yeah. the website who has a tremendous amount of knowledge and and loves to share tips and tricks for uh, engaging virtually and, and icebreakers and things like that so yeah wonderful wonderful 
Yay. Joe Cook does that too from the UK. She's really good. She's got a lot of stuff yep. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw something up there where someone was asking about, uh, what is it? I'm trying to get the, important to get every voice in the room at the beginning of the presentation. Uh, how to do this well without taking too much time. Um, Kristen, I use tools like Slido. You can use the chat in any virtual tool that you use. Um, but I use Slido because I, I can do that virtually and in the classroom. But that's a way to get all the participants a chance to, to have their voice heard without taking it. And it takes like three minutes, literally three minutes, no matter how many people you have in the room. So it's it's a really good tool. Um, yeah. Is there is there anything when when she mentioned that question, it got me thinking about diversity. Is there something unique or specific we should be thinking about to be inclusive, right? And to you know that very, I know we have to be sort of uh, you know exceptionally sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm wondering if there are some maybe some don'ts, right? We've, we've got a lot of do's, some fun things that we can do and things that we should do, but are yeah. there? Some serious don't maybe we should look at or that's a great call out I, I i think that i mean unconscious bias is a is a hot and heavy topic and i think that as we're as as training facilitators are more aware of things you know pitfalls that you can get you can fall into with with those types of biases that we all carry that's human nature we don't we, it's just being aware of them um i think that avoiding things that could be potentially insensitive would be a good good thing and i don't mean just you know oh well we have you know the obvious ones you know the the sexist remarks or the racist kind of thing i don't think any of us do that you know obviously but humor inappropriate humor i i had when we were talking with our group of trainers global trainers for our company and somebody brought up um he shares that he knows how you know three different ways to kill an octopus and I thought, oh, okay, well, right there, you've probably lost about a quarter of the, the group because you don't know how many people might be, you know, supporting PETA. You don't know how many people, you know, and, and barring that, some of us just don't want to hear that. You know, that's not my idea. But yeah. you have, just like with any facilitation point, you want to remember that it's not about you, it's about your learner. So thinking about what can you do that will engage them in ways that are meaningful to them? So as far as diversity goes, I think it's just being aware, right? Unless someone else has some brilliant ideas for that. I'm looking at the chat to see if there's anything mm. in here. Don't do stuff around childhood pictures, Christine. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. then that could give away, you know, we were talking about this before the before the podcast and give away a little bit about what <laughs> decade were you? You know, and, and yeah, you don't want to make people feel bad uh, about those things. Speakers of other languages. Carlita, that's actually, oh, Carlita, I know you. Hi, how are you? That's actually a um, a, a big t topic for me because I train for a multinational corporation. So we have we have learners that in different languages. So we do the best we can to uh, use pictures or if I have to use language, I try to keep things as simple as possible. So it's either easy to understand if English is a second language or it's easy to translate into different languages, if, if not. So avoiding idiomatic phrases, things like that are very helpful. But pictures, pictures help everywhere. I, almost everything I design for our, our programs, I have to use, I use a lot of imagery to get the message across because of the language barrier. 
I, I remember that, that pictures that that's that that actually yeah. sparked one of the ideas that Cassie does. She has a slide that she throws up with like a grid with a whole bunch of animal uh, pictures on it. And I think the question is, which one of these describes your your leadership style or your how or how you're feeling right now or, you know, whatever. And so this is an interesting way to get people to talk about it. I normally have a hard time with those just because I can always relate to all of them. And I'm like, well, I don't know which one to pick. I'm, I'm the same way. I went, well, am I the giraffe? No, I'm more of this. I'm like, oh, you know, so much pressure, too much information. I have to, I have to make a decision. Someone called out, Charles brought up something in here about uh, physical impairments. And I think that's very important too. So, you know, if you notice, if you're doing something in a, in a room that involves physical activity, you want to make sure that you're, you're, not excluding somebody who cannot, who may not be able to physically participate. Um, that's to be, the flip side of that is, is just because someone may have a physical impairment may not mean that they are not able to participate at all. It might mean that we just need to, okay, instead of throwing the ball, maybe we just walk over and hand the ball to somebody um, or just, call out their name or you, yeah i mean you do need to evaluate a little bit yeah absolutely right charles thank you for that mm -hmm. is somebody else put a great comment in i think it's already scrolled by um just one of the don'ts being don't ever announce okay now we're gonna do an icebreaker <laughs> <laughs> yeah because they're all gonna go oh i don't want to you know yeah exactly. that's when you get the eye rolls or the yay yeah, or the, everybody needs to suddenly go to the bathroom all at the same time, right? Oh, okay, and I'm gonna, I'll be right back, you know. Yeah. I think too, sometimes, it, and don't be a one-trick pony. If you do a one type of activity the first time you do an icebreaker or energizer with your group, don't keep repeating that same activity. I mean, depending on the, the length of your, your, your training event. If you're doing a one-day training event, if you do some ver variation of the get to know you gain three times, it's gonna wear thin. If you're in a four-week training session and you want to do a how are you feeling check-in two or three times, that's not awful. But, you know, to the point about if you got have a, a kinesthetic activity, don't make all of your energizers kinesthetic because you will have people that alienate, you know, don't want to participate in one way. If you have a competitive activity, it's just like with, with bringing games in, you know, learning games, don't make them all competitive because if you do that, you're going to have people that that can turn them off. So same thing with these activities. It's just, if you think of energizers or icebreakers, it's just shorter, you know, micro learning activities. Mm -hmm. I think that's your best bet and design accordingly. Mm -hmm. There's that word. <laughs> Trends are awesome. Well, oh, geez, I'm just looking at the clock. Oh my gosh. I, you know, do, is there such a thing as an ending icebreaker or like a, what would that be? Like an ice maker? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, well, again, just a short activity. I've asked participants to say, okay, here's a fun one. And you can only get away with doing this every few months. Um, because then they tell other people like, oh, okay, if she hands this out, you know, you know, and, and right now I don't know that I could do this at all because it could be seen as very extravagant. But um, I have done a thing where I've given participants in a room, this is, this works, you know, face-to-face, -face, not ILT or not VILT, where I've, I've had a roll of bath tissue, toilet paper, and I say, okay, t tear off however, however much you need. And they kind of look at you like, eh. 
like, yeah, it's, we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. And then that's how I ha would have them as like, okay, on each square, write down one thing that you learned or one thing you'll do differently. And, you know, you can see the people that are sitting there smiling smug because they only took off one square. And then you've got the two or three in the room that, you know, took out like a, like a holiday streamer role, you know, length. And now they've got to come up with 40 different things to write down. Um, that's a fun way to do it, but you you know you can use virtual tools also to get elicit those same responses. I like to ask people for a takeaway. You know, what will you do differently? What has changed your mindset as a result of this training? Not just, you know, I really like my my tie-in, my ending tie-in to be related to the content. Mm -hmm. What are I'm, now? I'm seeing what other don't announce. Yeah, a couple of, couple of reference to, references yeah. to an exit ticket. Uh, exit ticket. Ooh, yeah. I like, yeah. yeah. You yeah, can't get cool. out of this class until you finish the activity. Well, I, you know, the, and again, that, that speaks to being careful about some cultural norms. I have some of my participants are in the UK, and my, my English learners, you can't put them on the spot. Um, but I can tell them ahead of time that at the end of the training session, we're going to ask you, you know, so they can prepare, they, they know it's coming, but I can't put them on the spot and say, oh, you know, you know, person in the UK, please t share an idea because they will freeze. They, they, they're not, they won't do it. Yeah. Well, what's our exit ticket, Brent? I think there is a special exit ticket that normally happens about now, except oh not quite on the ball. Oh, and the this is Bender. Yeah. So if, if everybody, I don't know if you can see him. This is, um, now he's just decided that. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, hi. There he is. Hello. There's, hi. There's, you want to say hi? <laughs> I know. See if you can, I love it. You get, there we go. Mm -hmm. So there's, yeah. Is he a That's great Bender. name? He's an American Mastiff. Oh, so cool. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's around 250 pounds and he's a little slimy, but. Holy yeah. crow. There we go. Ta-da. That's my, that's my focus. So, you know, foreseeable okay. future. <laughs> no kidding. Well, Amy, so, thanks so much for joining us today. Make sure you throw some contact info into the, uh, yeah, into the chat there. And uh, so how people can connect with you in various places. Um, LinkedIn and, is probably the best. Let cool. me find the thing. Yeah, drop it in there. And, and we won't be at Learning Solutions. If anybody was wondering, uh, if you haven't gotten the news yet, it's been canceled. And so we will be here. Mm -hmm. As always, because Chris and I are socially distancing by about 2,438 miles, according to the Google Maps. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but what's that in metric? <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to figure that one out. Oh, man. Back to back to grade school. Yeah, anyway. right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. Uh, we will see you again Thanks next week. Me. Make sure you wash your hands, gang. Yeah. Wash let's hands. Flat, let's flatten the curve, folks. Let's flatten, flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. All right. Instructions yeah, here for everything. There we go. Thanks so much, guys. Let's have a dance. Adios, everybody. Everybody, let's dance out of here. And go for that ultimate zoom.